Glory to God. Well, here we are. I'm back, and the, this time the Moors didn't come back with me. Glory to God. Lots going on. In fact, is today, uh, 4 o'clock, a contract had to get somewhere, and the, Mrs. Moore was taking care of it at 4 o'clock today. So uh, lots going on in uh, Sarasota, and good things, good things, having good favor. Um, neat thing, meeting some of the people down there, some of the people that are coming from the from the area, some of the people that are coming from way, way, way far away from that area, even further than here. So um, God's doing good things. He's he's pay, we're getting the paid in full. The full's coming in too. You know, we get to see the paid, but some of the full's already coming that way. So <laughs> glory to God. Good things happening. Amen. Amen. Um, my wife talked a little bit about uh, Vision Sunday. But we want to just go over real quickly. Everybody, everybody, who hasn't been to Vision Sunday? Oh yeah, see, so so we'll go over, and and you can get uh, more information on this uh, at the information booth uh, after the service uh, to go in, into some more detail. But uh, we want to go over the three things that we do are on our own. The church has a vision list, but we want to go over the vision list. Amen. Everybody want to go over it? We'll, we'll put it up on the board here. And, uh, you know, the very first thing we do is we sit down together. That's not on this list, but we will sit down. You sit down with your family. Sit down with your wife, your kids, and sit down and get quiet. And, and uh, it's not just something that we do real quick. You know, and I can tell you this from experience because the first year, I think me and Kim did it the night before. And I'll just tell on us, okay? I ain't always been perfect like I am right now. <laughs> All right? So, you know, God had to do amazing things to get me perfect. Glory to God. But uh, we don't want to do anything in tradition. This is valuable. And, and, and we get testimonies all the time from people getting things off their vision list. How many in here have, have received off their vision list, have been able to give what, what they wanted to give? Uh, yeah, yeah, God's done great things. So we get quiet and we get ready to do it. And the first thing we write down is what we desire to give into the kingdom of God this year. Amen. You can go through percentage. You know, you may have given 12% last year and say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up it a percent this year. And you give that. You may have desired to give something to a specific ministry. I know uh, one year we, we uh, desired to give so much to a specific ministry. And so, but, but let be led. And, and the things that, you know, that you desire to give, it's not just, and it's not just, oh man, I'd really like to give a million dollars. Faith and where your faith is. Amen? Everybody would like to give a million dollars, but everybody's faith is one place or another. Get your faith on it. Decide with your family what you want to give and, and be prepared to do it. Amen? And believe God that it's going to happen. Amen? It's, it's an important thing. Um, every year, our giving has gone up. Glory to God. And many of y'all says, I'm, yeah, right? Because as you write, you know, as you write the vision, now you have one. Right before we didn't have one, right? We just gave, you know, we we tithed and, and but that's it. But but as you as you increase in the knowledge of this, you will give more every year. And we've given to different places. Amen. He's, they're not saying what you're going to give to Faith Life Church. What you want to give. Amen. To the kingdom of God. And then number two, what you owe. Know the state of your flock. Right. Know know what's going on in your own house. Right? That kind of scared us the first year we did that. 
Man, we started writing down what we owe and what the interest was and what the principal was, and we thought, wow. And uh, then that's went down every year. Why? Well, because now we know it, and we know what to put our faith on. Amen? And God is reducing and eliminating our debts all the time, just like y'all. Amen? And so write them down. Every one of them. Small ones, big ones. Don't say, well, that one's so big, I'm not going to write it down because it won't. No, write it down. Amen? Don't miss out on it. Write them all down. All right? Everybody going to do it? All right. Number three, what you would like to have or do personally if price or cost was no concern or no issue. First year the church was started, I was doing some other ministry stuff. I, I didn't. I volunteered here for years before I came on. And uh, Brother Moore said to me, he, I talked to him a little bit about the ministry I was involved in, and he said, he said, well, write, write me your vision and tell me what you would do if money were not an issue. And when he said it, I thought, well, man, that'll be easy. Went home and figured out I had zero vision. <laughs> Did, had no vision. You know, I was just expecting it to happen. And the Lord says where there's no vision, what? People perish. Right? So there was nothing happening there. And so now we get a hold of our vision, not just not just what we'd like to do. Yeah, vacations, what we'd like to have or cars and do, but what we'd like to do. Amen? Things we'd like to see happen in our life, things we'd like to see come to pass, what, th- what things we would like to do. Amen? And it can be those things. We've had people, we've had testimonies of people that have, have gotten vacations to Hawaii, and it was on their vision list. Somebody got tickets to the Super Bowl one year. Now, that had to be so cool. And they didn't take me. But that was on their list. And God cares about those things. Amen? And so, take the time. If you've not gotten on your list, um, get it out. You'll be surprised because some of the things you maybe hadn't looked at in a while, or you can mark them off. Amen? From last year. And then just carry over the things that you didn't mark off. They'll still be there. Amen? If you didn't get to give all you wanted to give, guess what? God's still going to let you give it. You can just carry that over. If you didn't, right? If all your debts aren't gone yet, carry them over. Amen? And what you want to do, if you hadn't got everything on your vision list yet, carry it over. But then then, then decide what, what more. Amen? Everybody understand that? Did I explain it good enough for now? Amen. And uh, it's going to be a good day. It is, it's a great day to see what the Lord has done in the lives of people in the church and for the church. Amen? And so get ready for Vision Sunday. Amen? Glory to God. What now? Don't get quiet on me. So got to do something. Amen? The Lord's going to help us. We're going to talk about the Word of God. We're going to get into the Word of God. We're going to talk about reasons to believe tonight. I want you all to hook with me in faith that God gets this out just the way He wants it. Everybody pray with, or I'll pray, you guys just to hook with me. Father, we do thank You for Your Word and we honor Your Word tonight, Lord. And I just pray that You help me, give me utterance to speak those things that You would have said exactly the way You would have them said. Speak words that bring faith and encouragement and life to people that stir up, that we stir each one other up in Your Word to receive Your best, to have Your best, and to know You more. We thank You for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I was uh, thinking actually during the song service, um, 
and I've done it before in here, but I thank God for my mother and my father. But my mother put the Word of God in us in a way that we knew He was good. And, it, and she didn't let us get confused by things we didn't understand. How many people know someone that has knowledge of the good Word of God, but many times will take another Scripture and they'll nullify the good Word they know with another Word that doesn't even apply? Amen? <laughs> Did that confuse anyone? How many people know that somebody could be believing for something from God? They say, oh... I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then they read, I'll have mercy on who I'll have mercy and I'll harden who I'll harden. I say, oh, maybe He's hardening me. No. <laughs> no. No, that's like putting an aspirin on top of your head and hoping your headache goes away. <laughs> or squirting hand lotion in your mouth and hoping your hands aren't dry anymore. <laughs> right? We want to take the Word and make it work. The Word works every time it's put to work and applied to the situation properly. If God says we are healed, then we were healed. We don't have to look for more verses to find out why we're not. Why? Because we're not not. Right? We were. And if we were, we can't be not. Right? But we have to be able to grab a hold of that and never find reasons to not believe. The world, religion, your own mind, your own flesh will give you a thousand and one reasons why you don't have it. Why you don't get it and why you'll never have it. And if you let your mind go and if you let the enemy play with your mind, you won't get it. Right? Because it'll keep you... You know, I know none of you all have done this, but you're believing for something. You know, I'll tell you my experience and so you don't have to do it. But you're believing for something and it just didn't come in your time frame. So you start digging in the Word and you'll find Scriptures to tell you why you didn't receive. The Word can't bring unbelief. It's not possible. Either the Word brings faith, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The Word. If it brings unbelief, then you didn't apply it right. I don't care what Word it is. I don't care if it's in Genesis or Revelation and everything in between. If it doesn't bring faith, then you didn't understand it. Right? Now, there's been many things said and taught and that I've read, and I'm sure that y'all... And you thought, wow. You know, you're like, what, Jesus there in John 6, where they said, that's hard. You know, and I've read things. You know, I read through the Old Testament. It says, well, He makes the eyes that are blind and He makes the eyes that see. And you're like, What? God makes blind eyes? That isn't what it said. <laughs> but that's what I read. It said He made the eyes. Right? It didn't say He made them blind. He said He made the eyes. But the first time I read it, what if I'd have said, well, I guess God will just, you know, some eyes are blind and some aren't. And that's just the way it is. That won't get people healed. That won't get, that won't get you the healing that, 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 is, that is not only promised, but already fulfilled. It's, it's not going to happen. It's already happened. So what we want to find is what Jesus gave everyone. A reason to believe. Jesus gave everyone a reason to believe. God gave everyone before Jesus came a reason to believe. Amen? 
And so we want to look in His Word and we want to rightly divide His Word and keep it in its right places and, and, and receive what's already ours. Amen? How many, how many would rather... Because it's not just about healing. It works on everything you do. Right? If you're believing for your needs to be met, there's a Word. Right? But then what if you go and find another Word in there that says he made, that somebody got made poor? Right? Or like, oh, well, I, I thought all my needs would be met, but look what he did to Job. <laughs> right? Come on, stay with me. Right? It works for everything in our lives. It doesn't matter what. Relationships, marriage, money, finance, whatever you're believing for, but healing, healing in our bodies. That's something that's going to touch everyone at some time or another. And when we believe the Word and the Word only, you know, that's what I was thinking about with my mom. She gave us all our own Scripture. Every one of us, our kids, and I probably told the story and you guys will get to hear it again. We had our own healing Scripture. Every, we had four kids, four Scriptures. Amen? Mine was 1 Peter 2.24. I'm going to share it with you guys, but it's mine. <laughs> all right? You know, my, my brother's was Psalm 107.20. Um, I'm blank on my other brother and my sister, but but every one of us had one. And I remember the day she gave me mine. I, I was in the third grade and I had the flu. And I was coughing and coughing, and she said, every time you cough, you stay by His stripes, I'm healed. And I said, okay. And I said it, and I knew that it would work that day. And I've known that it would work ever since that day. She didn't just say, tell me to say it because it was something to say to get me to quit coughing. It's because she knew it had power. And she knew it was right. And she, did, she wasn't going to let me just go through life just thinking, well, this may happen or that may happen. She said, this is what has happened. Amen. Amen. And you can be well all the days of your life. And uh, I tried to disprove it with my own ignorance and, and make myself sick. But the Word's always been true. Amen? And so we want to look at reasons to believe tonight. We want, we want to go through the Scripture. We want to see what, what did Jesus teach? What does the Word say? Let's start in, in Psalm 103. Amen? That's always a good place to start. Doesn't match my notes, but that doesn't ever seem to happen for me. Glory to God. Can you put it up in the King James for me? Psalm 103.1. Psalm 103.1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Keep going. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Now see, when we read that, we want, we want to have that. We want to have the benefits. We don't want to just read that there are benefits. Amen? You know, many people believe there's benefits, but they don't got them. Right? Well, you don't want to just believe there are benefits. You want to believe that you're a beneficiary of those benefits. Amen? So when, 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 when Jesus went to the cross and, and died and was risen again for us, he, we became the beneficiary of all these benefits. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And so then it begins to list these benefits. Glory to God. Who forgives all our iniquities, 
All? That's You know what? Thousands of people walking around in condemnation. If you're in condemnation, you're not believing for that, that benefit. It says He forgives all your iniquities. Amen? Heals all your diseases. doesn't say He heals part of your diseases. It doesn't say He might heal your diseases. It says He heals all. And a lot of people think disease and they think sick. Dis-ease. If it's not ease, then you don't need it. And He healed it. See, I'm all for ease. And I do not like dis-ease. Amen? I don't like sickness dis-ease. I don't like work dis-ease. I don't like dis-ease. And God said, I don't have to have dis-ease. Amen? And we don't have to have a disease. He healed all our diseases. But what we have to do is believe that verse and not be talked out of it. Not be talked out by our own mind. Not be talked out by tradition. Right? Tradition will make the word powerless. Right? We, we, we read it in Matthew. You can read it again in Mark. But what, what were they doing? They were saying, you know what? We don't want to give money to our parents. So we're going to find another scripture that says we can do this. And we're going to do it that way. But that ain't okay. And they made the word powerless by doing it. Amen? Amen. And so we don't want to be of those who look through the Scriptures to find out why they didn't get what the Word says they have. The Word already said you have it. Why do you need a Scripture to find out why you don't have it? You already know why you don't have it because you need a Scripture to find out why you don't have it. You've, now you not have your answer. <laughs> That's unbelief. When you go searching for the reason why you don't have something, you're not in belief, you're in unbelief. Amen? I'm not saying don't get in the Word. Get in the Word. Ask God to show you if you're missing something. But you know, if you're in disobedience and, 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 and you don't know it, are you in disobedience? I got a new dog, and it tore up the paper the other day. And Kim said, I was, I was going to beat it with the paper. All right, you don't, you know, not beat it, but punish it with the paper on the internet. But, it didn't know that that was wrong. Right? So until you teach it that that's wrong, it's not disobedience, right? It's called pup. And you have mercy. Amen? Glory to you. But if you're in disobedience, you know you're in disobedience, right? You don't have to go look for Scriptures to tell you you are. But on the other hand, if you're, on, if you're in disobedience, that Scripture still works. He still heals all your disease. Why? Because the first part says He forgives all your sins. You can't separate those two. That's why He put them right there together. Forgives all your sins, heals all your disease. We had some poison oak growing up a tree this summer. And I don't touch poison oak, but what I did was I took an axe and I hit it at the root. Guess what happened? A few days later, the poison oak died. <laughs> 
What's the root of sickness? Sin. If He forgives your sins, disease is healed. Amen? Right? He's just put you in a complete position to be whole. Why? Because He cut off the root of what could make you sick. Right? He took sin's ability away in your life. Glory to God. And when He takes sin's ability away in your life, now He heals all your diseases. It all happened in one thing. Right? Look at Matthew 9. Hold your place there. Look at Matthew 9. Jesus went ahead and... uh, Jesus... You ever notice reading the Word? Jesus confirmed God's Word. Why? Because He was the Word of God. Amen? So all He did was He went about confirming the Word of God. He confirmed Psalm 103 as He walked this earth. Right? Right. He did it right here in Matthew 9. Matthew 9. Story of the paralytic. Um, start in verse 1. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, came into His own town. Some men brought to Him a paralytic laying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, He said to the paralytic, You be healed. No. He said, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. And then the paralytic said, I didn't need my sins forgiven. I can't walk. No. And that's what everybody else said around there. They, they immediately went to their Scriptures and said, well, now who can forgive sin but God? So they want to nullify what Jesus is doing with another Scripture. Right? And they, they, want, they want to take what they think they know and nullify what God's doing through His Word. Because God had already said, forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. What did He say? Your disease is healed. Amen? And they questioned Him on it, and He even said it. I mean, when they questioned, He said, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven? Or rise up and walk? What's, a, what's He saying? You can't separate the two. If I, say, if, if I say your sins are forgiven, you can get up and walk. Amen? If the blood of Jesus works to forgive your sins, the blood of Jesus works to heal your body. Amen? And if you can receive forgiveness of sins and be saved, that same salvation offers health. It offers life. It offers prosperity. It offers deliverance. That Word is infinite. Basically, you could say, if you need it in your life, it's done. Amen? And and that forgiveness brought that same healing that Psalm 103 talks about. Amen? Forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases. Why did He say all on both of them? Because when He forgave all your sins, there was no disease mentioned that can stand up against that. Amen? Sin came, sickness came in through the door of sin. Amen? It doesn't mean your sin either. See, you can already hear people thinking, well, maybe I've sinned. No. <laughs> Sickness came in through sin. Amen? Amen. Right? You walk through a field, there may be poison ivy in the middle of it. And you walk through and get poison ivy. Does that mean 
that you were evil or that you didn't pray before you went through. <laughs> that means there was poison ivy in the middle of that and you need to pray before you go through and say no poison things will hurt me. But you're in this world. We need to know these things every day so that we can walk through this world and be whole and be healed and have the things that we're supposed to have. Amen? Have not the promises, the finished promises. His promises aren't... He's no longer saying, I'm going to heal you. He's saying, you're healed. His promises are sure. It wouldn't be like if I said I was going to give you a $100... And, and later on, and I promise you I'll do it, and then I did it later, he's already given the $100. Now he says, I, I, I'm going to give it to you. And you say, yeah, I've already got it. He says, yeah, I gave it to you. Amen? We don't, we don't have to wait for these things anymore. We have them. We're not believing to get something that... He doesn't have to mix up healing when we pray for it. He doesn't have to say, oh, wow, i got to get some more healing because... Dave just got sick. I'm running a little short on healing today too. No, it's already done. It's a, it's a done deal. We're, we're believing to, to receive what we already have through Jesus. Amen? And we want to hold on to that as truth. That is a reason to believe. Right? Don't, and then when the reasons to doubt come, don't accept those. Right? One of those reasons stood out. Maybe I've sinned. <laughs> Get rid of that. Say the blood of Jesus covers that. I'll have my healing, thank you. Maybe I was in disobedience. The blood of Jesus covers that. I'll have my healing, thank you. Stick with the word you have. Amen? Because guess what? You don't need three healing Scriptures to be healed. Right? You need one. And we don't need to look for reasons why something's not happening. If, you're, if you find yourself trying to figure it out, you're not in faith. Ask me how I know. I spent seven years trying to figure something out. Man, I'd go home every night and say, I just don't have enough word. I just don't have enough word. And I'd read and I, I just don't have enough word. I, I just got I gotta get more word. It, it's gotta be that. I can't be doing this right. I must be doing that wrong. I you know, I just gotta get more word. I gotta get more word. And what it was was I was an unbelief. Right? You guys would never do that, so Thank you for indulging me as I learn. Amen? Remember this as we go. The Word will never cause unbelief. If something is condemning you, if something's telling you it's not yours, it's not God's Word. I don't care if you think you found it. I don't care. Well, what about Paul's thorn in the flesh? You know, he asked three times. No, that's religious tradition and that's not even what it's talking about. We can either find excuses to be sick or the Word of God to be well. Hallelujah. Amen? And that's not mean. That's nice. I'm glad that when I didn't feel good, my mom didn't go, Oh, you poor baby. Let me get the hot cocoa and the chicken soup. You go lay down on the couch. You, Oh, no, no. We can't have this baby doll. No. <laughs> no. And I thank God she didn't do that. You pat your flesh and it'll be sick as long as it can. It, I remember when I ran that motorcycle off the cliff. Something that you shouldn't do. 
I am not a motorcyclist. I rode a motorcycle. It's a good analogy. I'm not a sinner. I have sin. Amen? But I got home that night. Man, I'm... Oh, Kim's babying me. Boy, it felt nice. My flesh liked it. Oh, can I get you something, darling? Oh, don't get up. No, Don't get up. Man, my flesh was thinking, hmm, yeah, yeah, sit in that chair. She'll do everything you want. Sit in that chair. You can have everything you ever needed. God said, sit in that chair and be a sick person. Because that's what sick people do. Man, I went and got something to help me out of that chair, and it hurt. Oh, I didn't like it, but I liked less not believing the Word of God. The Word of God is true. Amen? And it says He, he heals the broken heart. It says he's, uh, He came to set at liberty those who are bruised. That was the verse I used because I had bruised ribs and broken ribs. And I don't know if you've ever sneezed with a broken rib. Don't suggest it. <laughs> Glory to God. But He came to set at liberty those who are bruised. He'll say, well, that's not what He meant. That's what, he, that's what I used it for. <laughs> Amen? And it worked. Because the Word works if you believe it. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. But if you, if you pet your flesh, you won't find reasons to believe. You'll find reasons to doubt. Amen? What's it say in Mark 11? It says, believe in your heart. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe those things. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe those things. That's what we've got to do. We've got to believe those things. Amen. Amen? And we want to believe this Word all the time. Right? And we want, we want to believe it concerning our bodies, concerning our health. It, God desires us to be well. If you read the Scriptures over and over again, He made provision for health and life. And said, not only do I want you to have health and life, I want you to fulfill the number of your days. And with long life, I'll satisfy you. He didn't want you going away early. Amen? And, and he, made, he, he made provision through the blood of Jesus and, and through the stripes on His back so that we could remain and, and finish our course and enjoy this life. Amen? And, but, but we have to always find reasons to believe His Word and reasons to doubt anything else. Right? Right? I mean, 1 Peter 2.24 says, By whose stripes ye were healed. So if your body starts feeling sick, you ought to believe that Word and doubt that sick. That ought to immediately bring up doubt towards the problem and faith towards the answer. Amen? It's okay to doubt. Doubt anything the devil's trying to do. Right? And doubt it with all your heart. And believe everything the Word says with all your heart. Because the, the devil ain't never told the truth and your flesh likes to be pet. Amen? Don't believe anything but God's Word. Glory to God. Glory to God. Where were we? Matthew 9? We finished there, didn't we? Jesus said, forgiveness or get up and walk. What's the difference? Amen. Go back to Psalm 103. Healing in the Word of God. 
we are what the Word says we are. Amen? We, have, we, we want to stick with what His Word says. And we don't want to find reasons to anything to the contrary. Amen? When He says we're redeemed, then be redeemed. And it doesn't mean be redeemed from this but not this. It says be redeemed. Right? In the redemption package, <laughs> if you will, in, in the full redemption, healing is ours. Amen? Just like we talked about, forgiveness of sin, right? And the blood of Jesus bought our healing. Right? What's the, what does it say in the Word? It says that He bore our sickness. He took our infirmities and He bore our sickness. If He did it, then it ain't going to do me any good to do it. Right? And better yet, it's going to glorify Him for me not to. Why? Because He took care of it for me. Amen? What if, uh, what if every woman in here decided, you know, that suffrage thing they went through where they decided women can vote? I don't believe in that. <laughs> so I'm not going to vote. Right? Then you would dishonor those who went through that to win that for you. Right? What if you decide, you know what? I know we, we won that war, but I don't believe that. I'm going to live like we didn't. Well, you need to start speaking a different language because we wouldn't be here in America right now. And you're dishonoring those who fought for that right. Amen. Amen? Jesus died for us. He took our infirmities. He carried our sickness. He took our, and, and it glorifies God for us to have this, this health. It glorifies Him. Amen? It glorifies Him for us to believe. That there's, your, there's a great reason to believe. It glorifies God when we do. Right? Why? Because you just put His Word above your feelings, above the doctor's report, right? Above what your flesh feels, above all the circumstances that surround you, and you've said, those mean nothing, His Word means everything. And you've placed His Word and exalted it above everything, and it will work. When you do. Right? Everything else will bow. And, and, and His Word will stand. Amen? And that's, that's what we're looking for. Amen? Did we go back to Psalm 103? Glory to God. He's helping us. Amen? Everybody, everybody's you know, may, maybe thinking, well, I don't, I'm not sick right now. I don't need... You know what? This, this, is, this is divine health. Right? Not only am I not sick, I don't want to be sick. And if I am sick, I want to be well. Amen? So if you am sick in here tonight, good news, Jesus said you were healed. Were healed is greater than am sick. Good news. Were healed trumps am sick. Glory to God. That, that, that's a good word for you right there. Right? God's good to us. He, he didn't leave anything out. How many know God didn't miss anything? Amen? When, when, he said, when He said, have all my benefits, He meant have all my benefits. Go back to Psalm 103. <clears throat> Whatever, what were we in? Verse 2? 3. Forgives all our iniquity, heals all our diseases. Verse 4. Redeems our life from destruction. 
and crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. You know, healing is in every one of those. If you read that everything He does, healing is in it. Amen? If He redeemed your life from destruction, what, what, what do you think sickness does? It destroys your life. It steals your quality of life. It, it brings in financial destruction. Right? We're redeemed from that. Amen? And that don't, you know, if you're not feeling good tonight, don't, don't get down because of this. Get up. Amen? Get up and say, wait a second. I've been lied to. And I'm not being lied to anymore. I'm redeemed from destruction. And He crowns my life with loving kindness and tender mercies. I'm not having this anymore. Don't, we don't have to sit down and take it. We don't even have to be nice about it. Right? God's got a plan for our lives. And, and He intends for that plan to come to pass. And he doesn't say, well, but if they get sick here, then I'll veer off this way. And, and No, he doesn't make a plan for failure. This is a success benefits. This, this is a, he, he's got no plan in place for our failure. He made that plan 2,000 years ago on the cross. We failed, he succeeded, and now we're a success. Amen? And, and, and sickness can no longer have success in our life. Glory to God. Glory to God. His Word is true. We have to apply it right. Amen? we got to keep our focus. In the, go to Proverbs 4 while we're talking. All these Scriptures, everybody says, yeah, i got that one underlined, starred. And, yep, good. Get your marker out and get them one more time. Amen? Glory to God. Proverbs 4. This is what the Word of God does. And this is how important it is to hang on to the words. You know, people say, well, yeah, yeah, I got, I got my Bible. No, he's not saying get your Bible. He's not saying attend to your Bible. He's not saying hold it like this. And, and, and No, he's saying put it in here. You know, put, put it in, in your heart. Get it somewhere, you know, get it somewhere where it means something. What did he say in, in Proverbs 4.20 in the King James Version? My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto thy saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For their life to some and health to many. Life to those who find them. Anybody who find well, what if I don't find them? That's a question right there. Not looking for reasons not to believe, reasons to believe. He says, well, but what if I don't find them? It says, seek and you shall find. There you go. You want a Scripture to add to the Scripture? Add one that fixes things, not things that break them. Right? If you add a Scripture to another Scripture and it breaks the Scripture you added it to, get it out of there. It don't belong. Right? The Scripture works. It says they're life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Amen? You want to find them? It says seek and you shall find. It doesn't seek and you might find. It doesn't say seek and you could find. This isn't the back of, a, of, a, of an aspirin bottle that says take this and you may receive relief from your headache. No. 
This is the Word of God. It says if you'll do these things, then it'll be life and it'll be health and it will work. Amen? It's life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. What do you got to do though? You got to keep it in your ears. People say, well, you know, but it says, you know, you could, you could, uh, you could have ears but not hear. Quit that. <laughs> it says, well, he blinded their eyes, so they could, that doesn't apply. Quit. You, that's looking for reasons to unbelieve. Is unbelieve a word? It is tonight. That, that's what that is. It's look, don't question God. Receive from Him. Don't look for reasons to be sick. Look for reasons to be well. Look for reasons to believe His Word. His Word is true. His Word gives you a reason to believe. Amen? And it gives you a reason to doubt the sickness. Right? I mean, if the devil tries to bring up some lie to you, then they say, well, I haven't been feeling well, and the doctor said this and this and this, and and they've given me this report. And, and when your mind starts going, just speak it right out with your mouth. Say, I doubt that. Say, I just doubt that. You know, I just doubt that's going to happen. And then say, because I have reason to believe. Because the Word of God is true. And it's in my heart. And it's in my mouth. And I'm going to speak it. And I'm going to say it. And I'm going to believe it. And I'm not going to believe and hear this other stuff. I'm not looking for reasons to doubt. And they say, well, but Aunt, Aunt Bessie, she was a great Christian all her life. And now she went to church. Man, was on the board. And she had stars up by her name because she never missed. She didn't get it. That's a lack of experience. You don't judge what you receive by what somebody else didn't. Everybody says, well, that's hard, Dave. No, that's not hard. You don't... If you love somebody... My wife loved me enough not to keep petting my flesh after I had that accident. And I know it was hard on her when I was trying to get up out of that chair and it hurt. But she loved me enough not to do it. Right? Sometimes you've got to love somebody enough to say, Hey, 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 stop it. The Word is true. You're not going anywhere. You're not quitting. You're not giving up. You will see the goodness of God in this land. Amen. You will live out the fulfillment of your days. And with long life, you'll be satisfied. You got somewhere to be. You got people to stand before. You got a witness. You got things to do. And it ain't time to go. It ain't time to quit. And that's, that's what disease is trying to do. It's trying to get you to quit and give up and, and, we ain't doing it. Amen? And like Brother Moore says, you know, people say, well, they, they died believing. There's no better way to die than in faith. Right? Be better than dying like, oh, I'm just not going to make it. I'm just not going to make it. I mean, no. We're going to fight and we're going to win. And we're going to hold on to reasons to believe. We're going to keep the faith. Amen? We're going to find reasons to believe on a constant basis. Amen? And it's the Word of God. Right? It's the Word of God that makes the difference. Look at some of the, look at some of the things that Jesus kept in mind. Look at... Uh, we went to Matthew 9, didn't we? I've messed my notes up now, so I don't know where I'm at. Matthew 9. 
How about uh, how about um, Matthew 15, Syrophoenician woman? Cheer me, that big word, Syrophoenician? Huh? Yeah. Scholarly. Matthew 15. God is looking to get everything. He wants His Word to have so much power in your life and in my life that He's unwilling for us to fail. He, he made sure of our success through the blood of Jesus. And, and His unwillingness for us to fail could be as strong. Our unwillingness could be just that strong. It's, it's His heart that we want to get hold of. He, he gave a, a big price so that we could be well. You know, everybody wants to talk, yes, He gave a big price so we could go to heaven, and that's great. But that price included the ride. Right? A lot, a lot of people don't want to, put, get, they don't want to take the ride. They, 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 want to, they want to go themselves. And you know what? It's a rough walk. Take the ride that He bought. The ride that He bought has plenty of provision. Amen? It has health and life. It has no destruction, stealing, or killing. That's, that's the path. That's the ride I want. Amen? I don't want to just get there. I want to ride with Him on the way. Amen? And, and fulfill my course. Glory to God. Where did I say to go? Matthew 15. You get to talking, you know, and it... It's harder than they think, isn't it, Ray? (laughs) Now the Lord helps us. It's not hard. Thank you, Lord. Syrophoenician woman, she had a lot of reasons not to believe, didn't she? She wasn't qualified. She loved her daughter. And she had to know that if Jesus would just say the word, her daughter would be healed. And so she went to him and she says, help me out. And Jesus said, uh, not, not to throw the things of the Lord to the dogs. Children's bread to the dogs. Well, she could have stopped right there and said, oh, there's another reason not to believe. One more reason not to believe. Right? I'm not qualified. I'm, on, I'm the wrong race. Jesus don't even like me. Now, which wouldn't have been true. It would have been a lie of the devil. That's what he's going he's gonna to keep it going. If you'll start it, he'll help you out. Yeah, yeah, not only are you not the right race, you're of the wrong clan in the wrong race. You know what? And they had so much sin there, you couldn't get it in a million years. You might as well walk off and forget it. Besides that, I saw what you were thinking the other day, and it wasn't pretty. So you think you're going to get healed? Forget it. No, she didn't, she didn't take any of those reasons. She went ahead and said, yeah, but all I need is a crumb. She called on the goodness of God. You call on the goodness of God, you will get good. Amen? Amen. And, and she was in faith. And faith pleases God. And immediately God got happy. And He said, your faith is great. And you get it. Why? Because she would not choose the reasons not to believe. She chose the reasons to believe. Amen? And she went with the reasons to believe and she got her daughter's healing.
Amen? What about the woman that was bent over? Going to church. She was just going to church. She wasn't planning on getting healed that day. She was going to church. She's been over for 18 years. Jesus sees her. Sabbath day, of course. <laughs> That's His thing. <laughs> right? Got to mess with the Pharisees. You know, you just wonder if that's the only reason he did it. You know, this will mess with him. Let's, let's mess with him today. No, we know it's not. <laughs> no. no, he loved people. That's why he did it. Amen. He had the love of God in him. He had the vision of God. Amen. So he, uh, he sees her and he's like, what's he do? He thinks of all the reasons she should be healed. Right? How do you, how do you know that? Well, because after they questioned him, he told them. Ought not this daughter of Abraham? Well, what was he saying? Isn't this person that's got a covenant be healed? This is Abraham's daughter. She's been like this 18 years. What y'all been doing? Right? He found the reason. that What did they find? Oh, it's the Sabbath. She can't be healed. Well, what about all those other days in these 18 years? What were they doing then? Right? You start finding one reason not to be healed, you'll find another reason. You want to find you'll find a thousand reasons why something can't happen. Find one why it can and stick on it. Stay with it and and refu- just like the Syrophoenician woman, don't give up on it. Don't give up and you'll have it. It's not don't give up till you have it. Don't give up and you'll have it. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, just pray and pray and pray until you get it." No. Don't quit till you have it. Or don't quit and you'll have it. Amen? You will have the things God has promised you. Amen? I mean, what the centurion say? Centurion, same way, I'm not qualified. I'm not even worthy that you should come under my house. What did he say? Say the word. What was he looking for? He was looking for a word. Because he knew. And he, believed, he already believed the word that hadn't even been said yet. But he said, if you'll say that word, it'll do it. Amen? And he had what he said. What he believed. He had what he believed. What was he doing? He had a reason to believe. Amen? Look at Romans 4. Abraham. People say, well, that's not a healing verse about Abraham, isn't it? <laughs> had, had a baby when she was 100 or whatever? Guessing there had to be some major healing going on there. Miracles. Glory to God. Let's look at verse 19. Romans 4.19 says, And being not weak in faith, being not weak in faith, people who are not weak in faith do one thing. They doubt the circumstances. So Abraham, not being weak in faith, began to doubt the circumstances. What were the circumstances? His own body's dead. There's a good reason you can't have a baby. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you can't, if your body's dead and you're a man, then you're, you're, that ain't good. Stop right there. You could go a lot of directions off that. His own, his, his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. And then he doubted the deadness of Sarah's womb. He doubted 
those things. Why? Because he was believing what? The promise. The Word of the Lord that said you will have the seed. Amen? He, wasn't, he didn't consider those other things. He, he, he said, no, this is what God says. And that's what we have to do. When we're going to get our healing, when we're going to have our, our needs met, when we're going to have our family saved, it, you guys like that? Family plan salvation. God's into it. Read about it. It's in there. There's a number of times where He said, they were saved in their old house. My mom always said, you live in my house, you're saved. You might as well forget it. She weren't kidding either. <clears throat> Family plan salvation. It, 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 what you're believing for? Hold on to what you're believing. Abraham had a word. Well, I mean, well, look at the children of Israel. They had a word. Only two of them held on to it. Right? The other one said, oh, but there's giants and blah, blah, blah. Wah, wah. <clears throat> yeah, it's exactly what he said, but he didn't tell us about that. He didn't need to tell them. He told them what he needed to tell them. Right? If you got 1 Peter 2.24, you don't need somebody to tell you something else. You know, people say, well, like I know 1 Peter 2.24, but well, this is what the doctors say. And this, I mean, this, this is an epidemic. And, and this happens every year. And this... So? Did that nullify 1 Peter 2.24? Did God say, oh, I didn't think about that before I had that written? No. No. He thought about all of it, so He had it written. Amen? Glory to God. Abraham didn't find any reasons to unbelieve. There's your new word for the night. He considered the reason to believe, which was the Word of God. And he staggered not at the promise. He didn't look at how big the promise was. See, that's, that was the, the Israelite children's pro problem. They looked at how big it was. And they said, it's huge. And the giants are here. And, and it got, it, they're, they're, the problem got bigger than God. If the problem gets bigger than God, we're in trouble. Right? Because now we don't have a fixer. <laughs> no, if God can't fix it, ain't nobody can fix it. And so once you've went away from the answer, there is no longer an answer. So Abraham didn't stagger at the size of it. He didn't say, Woo, dead body, Sarah's dead. God, you you may have got you, you bit off more than you could chew, God. No, he did not. And Abraham didn't do that either. He didn't stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. Instead, he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Belief glorifies God. It, that doesn't mean he was sitting there saying, glory to God, glory to God, which he very well may have been. But just his faith, Amen. saying God's Word is greater than these problems. God's Word is bigger than cancer. God's Word is greater than AIDS. God's Word is greater and bigger than the common cold. Diabetes, it doesn't matter. When you exalt His Word above it, you glorify Him. It's not just about, yes, you're going to get well. Why? Because you've placed His Word in a place that it can't fail. Above the problem. Amen? His Word won't fail us. 
Glory to God. He staggered and he was strong. He staggered not. I did a healing school lesson on stagger not faith. Years and years ago, actually. Back when we were in the other building. That's the kind of faith that Abraham had. Stagger not faith. Right? It's a good kind of faith to have. Look what it did for Abraham. Stagger not. It's a new word. Stagger not. Right? I think Charles and Sandy put it on their website. Stagger not faith. Glory to God. He was fully persuaded. What was he fully persuaded? That what God had spoken, that God's Word, that what God had said would come to pass. What was he believing? God's Word. If you believe God's Word and you apply it properly to the situation, it will work every time. It cannot fail. Amen? I mean, it, it's not a possibility. It, it's not a possibility. And, and people say, well, but, you know, I, that's not my experience. Exactly. We didn't ask what your experience was. We told you what the Word of God says. If you want to go with your experience, then you're going with the world. Right? Right? Well, people say, well, but I've believed and didn't. No, that's not possible. There's no such thing as believing and didn't. Right? See, when we have to get those things in our heart, you have to be willing to, to be in the middle of this and say, there's no such thing as believing and didn't. There's no such thing as believing and didn't. If, if, you, if we believe, it will come to pass. Amen? God said it, it will come to pass. It must. Amen? In this case, in the case of healing, it's already come to pass. Right? We're not, we're not looking ahead for something. We're, we're believing for something that's already ours. Amen? Being fully persuaded that what God had spoken, what God had said, what God had promised, He was also able to perform. Amen? He believed God. He believed God's Word. He stuck with the promises of God. He found no reasons not to believe. He found every reason to believe. Amen? How many people can find some reasons to believe tonight? Amen? Can we get in faith? And I'm not, you may not be having any problem in your body tonight, but guess what? Somebody else in here may. Can you believe? Can you believe tonight? Because there's no reason for somebody to walk away from this place sick. Because God's Word says, by His, whose stripes we were healed. Amen? So we don't have to do this. And I love my brothers. I love my sister. And I don't want them sick. Jesus loved them. God loves them. We love them. Amen? We can be in faith. We don't always have to just be in faith for us. We believe this Word's true for everyone. Even though this is my Scripture, it still works for everyone. Go to 1 Peter 2.24. First Peter two twenty four 
speaking about Jesus, says, "...who His own self bear our sins in His own body on a tree." Sounds like uh, Psalm 103, doesn't it? Huh? took away our sin. He forgave our sins. He took away sin's ability. How did He do it? He took it. He took it away. It's not there anymore. Amen? That we being dead to sin, sin's no longer ruler. It's no, it has no mastery over us. It has no ability over us. It, it, it doesn't decide what happens to us anymore. <laughs> right? you got, you got to like that. Right? Anybody in here ever messed up? Well, that doesn't decide what happens to you anymore, okay? <laughs> Glory to God. That don't mean you want to go out and mess up more. That means you don't have to go out and mess up more. Glory to God. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. I'm going to say it again. Were healed is bigger than am sick. I don't care what you, whether it's sickness in your mind, sickness in your body, sickness, it doesn't matter, sickness in your finances. Were healed greater than am. Right? It's already happened. It doesn't matter what the devil comes up with. It, he, that's why there's no sickness that they can come up with that's new because it can't override this verse because it was already were healed. Amen. Right? Like when AIDS came out, it was too late. This verse was already ahead of it. Right? doesn't matter what new disease the devil... That's why no weapon formed against us can prosper. Why? Because he's already made a weapon against any weapon they can come up with. He's got the greatest weapon. And what is it? It's His Word. And His Word's true. And His Word's unfailing. And His Word's ours. Amen? We don't have to have these things. We were healed. So we can be just like Abraham. Here's our face. I'll say it. I'll put me in there. Dave, being strong in faith, considered not the sickness which the world and his flesh had confirmed. Huh? He said, I won't stagger in unbelief and glorify the sickness, but I'll stay strong in faith, glorifying the goodness and the power of God, being fully persuaded that Jesus Himself bore my sins in His body on a tree. And I am now dead to sin, and I live under righteousness, and by His stripes I were healed. Glory to God. That's our statement. That's who we are. Amen? That's, that's what we believe. Glory to God. We're, we, don't, we don't have to have the devil's junk. People say, well, I wonder why we do. Don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's staggering. Wonder why we do. Oh. Wonder why I don't have it. Oh. Wonder if I'll ever get it. Oh. Next thing, you're going to fall. You keep doing it. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. If you keep doing that, you will fall down. Glory to God. We don't need to question it. We got the word. We're going to stagger not. We're going to stand in faith. We're going to believe His Word. And we're not looking for another report. We don't need another report. We got a report. We have the report of the Lord. And that's, who the, that's the report we believe. And if we start out believing that, it won't matter what the other reports say. We don't even need them. Right? What do they confirm? Unbelief. What's God's Word confirm? Belief. Glory to God. 
And we can have our bodies healed because His Word has saved us. His Word, His power, His Son. Look at Psalm 107.20 and we'll close somewhere around there. My brother's healing verse. But I know him. He's a nice guy. He'll share it with you. And if he won't, I'm bigger than him and I've beat him up before. Glory to God. Yeah, that's true. She gave the grandkids all the Scripture before she went home. So now everybody has a Scripture. Ramses is Hebrews. Rather let them be healed. Glory to God. Psalm 107, 20. It says, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He sent, that He gave His only begotten Son. What did He do? He sent His Word. Right? That whosoever shall believe shall not perish, which is the other word for destroyed, be destroyed. Whosoever shall believe in Him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Ever, that doesn't begin when you leave here. Everlasting life begins the day you say, Jesus, You are my Lord. You have now stepped from sickness into health, from, life, from death into life. You have stepped into poor to rich. You've stepped in. You, you've went from a whole different life. You're new. That's why He said all things have become new. Everything that you did have, you don't got to have no more because the goodness of God is now what you get. He sent His Word and He took care of it. He took care of our health. He, he made provision for our life. Glory to God. And we can have it. I don't know what people are dealing with in their body today. But you know what? Sickness and the devil are mean. But guess what? They ain't nearly a match for our God. Glory to God. And what He's promised, He's well able to perform. In your life, in my life, we can have everything. We have so many reasons to believe and no reason to doubt. Why would we have a reason to doubt someone who's never failed? That's almost prideful. God's never failed. I wonder if He'll heal me. He's never failed. Wonder if he'll take care of me. He's never failed. Wonder if he'll do this for me. He's never failed. You need to quit wondering and stop. Amen? Don't get me wrong, your mind's gonna try to do it. I know what my mind tries to do, and your mind's just like mine. It wants to run away and think things that it ought not think, and they're not true. Amen? He sent his word, and he healed us. If we'll hold on to his word, if we'll refuse to quit, if we won't faint. Amen? What did David say in Psalm 27? He said, I'd have fainted unless I had believed. But I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he said, wait on the Lord. Why? What's he saying? Wait. Wait. Just wait on the Lord because it's going to happen. 
Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He'll strengthen your heart. Amen? Why is he saying that? Because the Word can't fail. Right? If I believe this Word, if I believe the goodness of God, if I believe and I don't quit and I don't faint, I will see it. And I'm willing to wait because I know it's coming to pass. Amen? Is that our God? Is that our reason to believe? Is our God the one that said in Psalm 91 that with long life He'll satisfy us? Is He the one that said that He'll fulfill the number of our days, take sickness from the midst of us, that He's the Lord that heals us? Is that the God we serve? Do you reckon one of His words has now become void? No. None of His words have become void. We have no reason to doubt. We have every reason to believe. And we have every reason to receive. Amen? Can we receive today? There's no reason for somebody to leave here sick. Everybody stand to your feet. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not playing with this anymore. We're believers, right? We're believers. One of, the, one of the things in His Word says, believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Got any believers in here today? Don't, don't give me any unbelievers. Want believers, people that are in faith, people that believe 1 Peter 2.24, and people that will believe it with somebody else. Amen? Because believers lay hands on the sick, and they do recover. Amen? Right? Can we do that today? Can, can, can we receive today? Is, is there anybody in here that God can't get to? No. It's the right answer. It's not a trick question. No. His arm's not too short. His Word is true. Everything He said will and can come to pass. And, and there's no reason for any person in here to walk out these doors today that without receiving their health, without receiving their life, without receiving everything back that the devil tried to steal from them in this sickness. They, they, don't just get well. Get it all. Amen? Get it all. Glory to God. Let's praise Him for a minute, Nate. You got a song?